Man, great job this morning, guys. Y'all sound awesome. Well done, praise team and leading us. Hadn't it been good to be here this morning? Yes, it has. So glad to be worshiping with you guys today. We, um, I want to jump right into the lesson this morning. We started talking a couple weeks ago about this feeling in our lives we get some time of feeling unbalanced, of feeling like there's, there's, there's things that, that uh, certain aspects of my life that are just, they're off-centered a little bit. There's something uh, pulling at me this way. There's something pulling at me that way. And it could be relationships. It could be my job. It could be my family. It could be just chores and, and my to-do list. Even my free time, trying to balance uh, all those different things. Even, even uh, you know, some of the things as far as just my faith and my energy level and, and uh, all those Man, all those emotions that we go through during the day, all the things that pull at our schedule, and we start to feel really off-center and feel like something's making me, is pulling me this way, and I really want to be, I really want to be moving this direction. We may get to feeling like we're leaning one direction too much, and, we, and then the problem is we try to overcompensate, and we probably start leaning too far a different direction. This morning, we're going to take a closer look at, at how unbalanced we can get with our time and how we need to be better at balancing our time together. Looking at, my, looking at why my schedule feels so unbalanced and, and why my life sometimes feels lopsided because of where it is that I, I feel like I needed to, to devote my time. Or maybe sometimes not even where I feel like I need to devote my time, I'm just being pulled that direction anyway, even if that's not really what I feel like doing in that moment. Hopefully, we can spend some time this morning getting, learning how to get better at evening out our schedules and balancing our time in a more in a more beneficial way there's lots of things we can fill our schedules with and and to be honest most of them aren't inherently bad things it's just stuff that we that we have to get done it's stuff that we need to be a part of uh and and matter of fact there's things that we can look at in scripture there's, there's things that God shares with us, says this is an important aspect of your life, or this is the perspective, the, the energy, the focus you need to have when you are spending time doing this particular thing. For example, we got jobs, right? We, we're working. Uh, if, if you're in school, that counts as your job, okay? We got that, that pulls for our time. That pulls for our focus and our energy. And depending on what my job is, or how much responsibility is that I'm given at work, Doing that job well requires my time and my focus, right? If you look in the book of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 22, uh, Solomon says this, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. If I am, if I am blessed with a job, then I need to do that job to the best of my ability. I need to work hard at it. I need to honor God through the way that I work and the way that I treat my coworkers. And that includes how much time I spend doing whatever it is that I'm doing. I need to do that well. And sometimes doing my job well requires time and focus and energy, right? I gotta spend time, that, that sounded bad coming right out of my mouth. I'm gonna stop right there. I, I need, to, and I don't got to, I need to spend time with my spouse if I'm married. That still sounds a lot. I get to spend time <clears throat> with my spouse, right? That sounds a lot better, doesn't it? Let's, let's use the correct terminology. Do I, want, do I want my marriage to be healthy? Then I got to spend time with my spouse. Not out of obligation. Not 
just a feeling like, well, I guess I got to spend time with her. I guess I had to spend time with him. Not, not as a feeling of dread, but because I'm that committed to my spouse and because I, I want that relationship to grow and, and to be strong. And that only happens when I spend time with that person. And I can read marriage books and I can watch marriage videos and I can do marriage training. And if I don't actually spend time with that person, it doesn't matter all the other elements that I use. If I'm not going to spend time with the person I'm married to. As a matter of fact, uh, in Malachi, God says this to his people. In Malachi chapter 2 and verse 15, he says, Be on your guard and don't be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. Now, in the context that God is talking to his people here, he's talking about adultery. He's talking about having an affair. Be on your guard and don't let something pull you away from your spouse. Don't become so engaged with someone else that you miss out on time uh, with your spouse. So the same principle apply, honestly applies to anything that would pull us away from time with our spouses. I got to watch out. I got to be careful. I got to make sure to spend time. Those of us with kids, do you love your kids? <laughs> Not do you like them? Do you love them? You should like them too, by the way. That's important. But do you love your kids? How, how much do they know that? Kids will feel most loved by a parent who spends time with them. Gives them their focus, gives them their energy. It goes beyond just words. Yeah, you know I love you, right? Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again at your birthday or something. No, we got to spend time with our kids. They need that time with us. Making your kids a priority is important. You look at, at Jesus' own ministry. You know, as far as we know, Jesus didn't have kids of his own. But in Luke chapter 18 and verse 16, it says, Jesus called children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and don't hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus didn't just spend time with children. He carved out time to spend with children. Look at, look at how Luke writes it. He called these kids to him. Jesus, we got sermons to preach. We got miracles to perform. We got places to go. Yeah, but I want to spend time with these kids. And some of his disciples are like, why? But Jesus saw the importance of connecting with children and called his disciples to do the same. Now, if we're supposed to be doing that and having that kind of focus and that kind of passion for kids who aren't even ours, what does that say about our own kids? We need to spend time with them. We need to connect with them. Side note, kids, you need to spend time with your parents. They love you. They want to spend time with you. You need to carve out the time just to connect, just to spend time with each other. Make each other a priority. We need to spend time taking care of ourselves. We need to spend time in, in exercise, even in recreation. Those times are blessed by God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, Paul says, Don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You need to take care of that temple. You need to take care of this body. You need to exercise. You need to make time to take care of your physical body. It's important. It's, it's what God wants you to do. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 13, going back to Ecclesiastes again, Solomon says that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is a gift from God. It's a gift from God not only to enjoy work, but to enjoy time off of work. To enjoy the time that I have because of the job that I've done. Does that make sense? That's blessed by God. That's a gift from God. It's okay. 
It's even important to take time to relax, to, to do something recreational, to do something fun. It's important that I take time to do that. And, and, and on that note, it's even, important time, it's even important that I take time to rest, to be still, to let my body relax a little bit. I need to actually take some time to do nothing. Even Jesus took time to do that. Mark chapter 6 and verse 31 says, while he's in the middle of, of preaching, performing all these miracles, because so many people were coming and going that they didn't have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some what? Rest. We need to take time to rest. We need to take time to be still. We need to take time to relax. That's the time that's actually blessed by God. And these are just some of the things. These are just some of the things that call for my attention and my focus and my time. Not to mention all the things that I do that, that may not necessarily be approved by God. That still pull for my attention. That still pull for my focus. That I probably need to be saying no to sometimes. And, what, and I, didn't even, I didn't even mention how important it is for us to spend time with God. How that should be so, such an important part of our time during the day. Whether that's praying, whether that's reading scripture, whether that's listening to a podcast from someone who's praying and reading scripture. Whether that's spending time with other people who are going to encourage my faith and make my faith stronger. Whatever it is to spend time in God's presence. Even to be still and be quiet and just enjoy the nature, the things in God's creation that he has put around me. To recognize I'm turning off other things. I'm tuning out other things so that I can focus on my time with him. It's so important. James says in James chapter 4 and verse 8, you come near to God. You spend time with God. He will come near to you. I need to, I need to spend time with him and feel his presence. Now, of all the things I've talked about, the struggle comes in trying to find balance in all those things. Because I find myself over here with all these deadlines, these projects at work, and I, I've got to spend time on it. I've got to get these things done. But I've got my family over here that needs, that needs time with me, and I need time with them. But then I, I, it's been so long since I prayed and, and read my Bible, but I've got to rest. And you see what happens to us? We're constantly being pulled in different directions, and none of these things are inherently bad. I need to spend time doing these things, but I'll get off kilter and off center and... and, and Whatever it is that is pulling for my time in this moment is pulling me away from something else. And when I spend too much time on one particular thing, something else starts to starve, starts to die out. That's the struggle. That's the struggle that many of us feel. We look at our schedules. We look at all the things in, in the day and the week that we spend our time doing, and we feel, we feel overwhelmed. We feel frustrated. We feel tired. We feel out of balance, and we don't know how to do things better because none of those things are bad. Those are things that need to get done. Maybe I can help a little bit this morning. Maybe we can help each other together. Learn how to... I don't know that we'll completely fix it. But maybe we'll learn together for a few minutes how to get better at balancing our time and our schedule. I'll be honest with you. The things that I'm, the, I want to give you a few action steps, some, some things that might help. There's nothing earth-shattering or groundbreaking about what I'm going to share with you. Matter of fact, I may share some things with you that I've shared with you before or somebody else has. 
If nothing else, maybe the reason that God brought you to this place this morning is to remind you that you need to learn to balance your time. Maybe even to open your eyes to see how unbalanced you've become with your schedule. So how do we get better at that? First thing I do, I got to learn to prioritize. Confession for me, I'm horrible at prioritizing. I'm awful at it. I'll focus on one thing and, I'll, and, and, then, and then it's, you know, something else distracts me. I'm like, oh, I got to do that. And so I start working on that. And I, I ha, I, I'm just not very good at all. I'm not very consistent at all, I should say. And just prioritize and make sure that I get the most important things done first. I'll do whatever's in front of me right now. And then if something else happens to pass in front of me, then, then my attention goes this way. And maybe you struggle with the same thing. We need to learn to prioritize. We need to learn that, that part of our frustration with our unbalanced time may stem from us not realizing that we're spending too much time on things that aren't as important as something else. I need to decide what it is that matters most. I need to choose what the things that are most important to me and to make those things a priority. And, and, and that I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time doing less important things. It's not that it's not that some of the, that that this particular thing isn't important. This other thing may be more important right now, and so I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to focus on that. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the story that's found in Luke chapter 10 of the two sisters, Mary and Martha. You remember us talking about that? And Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening, and Martha's doing the dishes and getting everything ready for the meal. And she's mad at Mary, but instead of getting on to Mary, she tells Jesus to get on to Mary. Jesus, tell her to come help me. In Martha's mind, what was the priority? Getting the dishes ready, getting the meal prepared, making sure everything's picked up and cleaned up and all the drinks are refilled and all that kind of stuff. Was that important? Sure. Need to be done. But Mary's spending time in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of the Son of God. And that's what Jesus tries to remind Martha of. Going back again to Luke chapter 10 and verse 41. Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Matter of fact, there's really only one. Time with me. Now, he does acknowledge there's a lot of things to do, Martha. And a lot of those things are important. You're not prioritizing. You got things out of order. You're, you're saying that certain things are more important than certain other things, and, and, and it's off. You're off kilter. You're off center. You need to focus on the things that are most important first. Now, helpful tool as far as prioritizing goes. Maybe to, maybe to help with this process a little bit. First thing you need to do is make a list of things in order of importance. Use the notes section of your phone. Get I know hardly anybody does this anymore, but get a pen and a piece of paper and start writing down, start listing out. These are the things that are important. These are the things that matter most. And you may have to scribble and erase and start over, but, but it would be so beneficial for some of us to sit still and think about for a minute and actually list out, these are the things that matter. It's my job, it's my family, it's my faith, it's involvement in the church, it's volunteering in the community, it's my kids, it's their activities, whatever it is, list it out. So that you can see, okay, what really does matter? What really is most important? 
how good a job am I doing of getting the most important things done first? And the second thing is, once you prioritize, ask yourself the question, how much time am I actually spending doing this? I mean, if you make the list and you say, okay, most important thing, I got family, got my job, got, I don't know, Razorback tickets, whatever, whatever your list looks like. Then the question is, number one, whatever's on the list, what's number one on your list? You don't have to say it out loud, just what's number one on the list. The second question to ask yourself is, how much time am I actually spending doing that thing? If my family is most important, if my faith is most important, if my time serving other people is most important, if that matters the most to me, how much time am I actually spending doing that thing? Because if it's important to me, that's what I need to focus my time and energy on. If I'm spending my time, the bulk of my time and energy on things that are down around 11, 12, 13 on the list, I need to prioritize better. I need to start actually doing the things that I say matter the most. I got to prioritize. The second thing I got to do is create a schedule. I may be worse at creating schedule than I am at prioritizing. But to actually create a schedule, and I know you're, some of you are thinking, well, that's the same thing. I got the priorities and now I'm scheduling. It's two different things because I can prioritize all I want to. I can make a list of what's most important, but actually scheduling time to do those things, if I don't actually schedule that time, all, all I'm doing is making a list. Nothing's changed. I may need to actually create a schedule, put things in my planner, write things on the calendar, whether that's my work schedule, my time with friends, my time with my family, whatever it is. I need to write it down, download an app, whatever it takes to actually schedule what's most important, make sure that I'm focusing on those things and getting those things done. You mean I need to schedule time with my spouse? That doesn't sound very romantic. Well, if you're not spending time with your spouse at all, how romantic is that? You mean I need to schedule time with my kids? Yeah. Until I get in the habit of doing these things, until I get in a better habit of doing these things that matter the most, I need to actually schedule the things that matter the most so that those people that I'm spending time with recognize you're a priority in my life. I'm making sure that I get rid of any other distractions and I'm spending time with you. I'm spending time with this particular group of people. I'm spending time on this activity because it matters. And I'm going to make sure that I don't let anything else distract me from that. See how important a schedule can be? If I will work on scheduling time to do the things that matter most, it will demonstrate to my coworkers and my friends, my kids, my spouse, how important that connection is. I may even need to schedule my time with God. Morning, middle of the afternoon, before I go to bed, I may need to set reminders on my phone. It's time to pray. It's time to spend time in the Word. So that I will stop doing whatever it is that Satan throws out there to distract me from doing and spending my time with my God. Moses says in Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to schedule. Teach us to, to pay attention to how many days we have and how to use those days in the best way. And what's the first word that Moses says here? 
teach me. I've got to learn how to do it. This doesn't come naturally. Lord, help me learn to schedule my days that are the biggest blessing to other people and honor you the most. Whatever that needs to look like, I need to schedule it so that I can become wise enough to do it on my own. I need to prioritize. I need to create a schedule. And lastly, I need to be disciplined. Yeah, we hate that word, don't we? Be disciplined. But it does no good to come up it does no good to come up with a budget for my finances and not actually use it, right? We talked about that. And it does no good for me to come up with an eating plan and an exercise plan in order to lose weight and get healthy and then not actually go according to the eating plan and the exercise plan. Guilty. In the same, in the same way, it does no good for me to come up with a list of priorities and create a schedule to help me balance my time and then not actually use the schedule or pay attention to the priorities. I've got to be disciplined enough to stick with those things. When I have a plan in place, I need to be disciplined enough to live by it. And there's a couple of parts to this. The first part of being disciplined is I need to learn to keep my word. I need to learn to do what I say that I'm going to do. Whether that's telling other people, whether that's commitments I make to myself, I need to actually do what I've committed to doing. Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, Jesus tells his disciples, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. And anything else comes from the evil one. And in that context, he's talking about making promises to people. And there was a habit of God's people back in Jesus' day. To, it's, it's almost like we used to do when we were kids with the fingers crossed. My fingers crossed, it doesn't count. And they would promise things. They would promise, okay, by, by, the, by the gold of the, of, the, uh, of the altar in the temple, I'll do this. That was the loophole, actually. They would say, by the altar in the temple, by, I swear by the altar in the temple, I will help you move this Saturday for, or something like that. And then when, when that day rolls around, hey, you said you're going to help us move. Ah, see, <clears throat> I know I said by the temple, but I didn't, I didn't say by the gold of the, altar, of, of the altar of the temple, so I don't have to help you. I don't have to keep my word. And, and this is as, as silly and, and just dumb as that sounds. That's what God's people were doing. And Jesus tell his, tells his disciples, do what you say you're going to do. Somebody says, can you do this? Yep. Or nope, whichever. That same principle applies to even our own schedules and our own time. Whatever I commit to doing, whether that's to you or just to myself, I need to go ahead and do that. I need to be disciplined. I need to keep my word and do the things that I've scheduled myself and prioritized and committed myself to doing. And the second part of this is I need to set some boundaries. I need to put some boundaries in place. There's always things that are going to be pulling for my time and my focus. And, and sometimes it's going to require me to say no to someone or to say no to a particular activity because it's going to pull me away from spending time somewhere else. I'm going to have to learn to put up a fence, put up a boundary and say, no, I can't do that this weekend. I can't do that right now. I can talk with you about that in an hour. I can talk with you about that tomorrow. But right now my focus is on fill in the blank. Set some boundaries. I need to be doing a better job. If I, if I have a hard time being disciplined about my schedule and my priorities, one of the things I need to do, I need to get in the habit of setting some healthy boundaries. Jesus did that. 
In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. But there were still people that needed to be healed, right? Yep. There were still words that Jesus needed to share. There were still sermons to preach, right? Yes, there were. But Jesus' biggest priority was his connection with his father. And he didn't let anything, even doing good stuff sometimes, get in the way of that priority. He set some boundaries. I know there's things to do. I know people need some help. I'm going to get to them. But right now, I want to spend time with the Father. And in the process of setting those boundaries and prioritizing things, Jesus always kept his time in balance. And we can do the same. We can do the same. I need to be disciplined enough to make some healthy boundaries for myself so that I can make sure to keep the most important relationships and connections in my life healthy and growing. Now, what I've just shared with you is not obviously an exhaustive list. If you, if you right now pull out your phones or your tablet and Google how to balance my time better, you're going to have a whole lot more things than what I just shared with you. Good stuff. Hopefully this will get the ball rolling for some of us. And, and maybe if nothing else, hopefully it's going to remind some of us, hey, there are some things that are out of balance in my life. There are some things that I've been letting me pull, that, that I've been letting pull me this direction, and I really need to, to get back balanced again and spend some time focusing on some things that, that, that are starting to die out. And I will say this, we're probably never probably never going to not have different things pulling for our time. There's always going to be something that's pulling for our focus. There's always going to be something that we're going to be able to spend time and energy on. But we can get better, I believe, at balancing those things and making sure that we're keeping track of and doing the things that matter most. Last week, we, we talked about balancing our bank accounts. And we talked about recognizing what the most important thing is, or at least what it should be. Guys, can I grab these chairs real quick? I want to wrap up this morning by reminding all of us about what matters most. We shared this verse last week, and you can look at it again if you want to. It's in the book of Matthew. Thank you, guys. It's in the book of Matthew, chapter 6 and verse 33. Where Jesus says, you know, you got a lot of things that you stress and worry about. You're worried about what you're going to wear. You're worried about what you're going to eat. We could add a hundred things to that list. I worry about my house. I worry about my car. I worry about my job. I worry about my kids. I worry about, uh, about my spouse. I worry about my favorite sports team. I worry about, you know, make the list as long as you want to. We worry and stress about a lot of different things. And Jesus says there's a whole bunch of those things. that They do matter. They're important. But he says this in verse 33 of Matthew chapter 6. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first to be a part of God's kingdom. To have his presence reigning in your life. To be living the kind of life that he wants you to live. Seek that first. And when you do that, 
all these other things that you worry about and stress over, they're going to be taken care of. Some of those things God's going to give to you. Some of those things God's not going to give to you because you don't need it. But all the things that matter, all the things you stress and worry over, God's going to work that out if this connection, if your connection with the Heavenly Father is being taken care of first. If you want to picture, and I apologize because we don't have a ton of room on stage. But if you want to picture this morning, this seeking time, seeking connection with God, and sitting in chairs. And this, is, this is the chair reserved for God. This is my chair. And I'm, gonna, I'm challenged to make this a priority, this time with God. We're going to sit and we're going to visit. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to talk about things in my life. I'm going to share needs that I have. But I'm also going to celebrate things that he's doing. I, I should seek, according to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, I should seek this time. I should seek this connection. But I'll be honest with you. And this comes from the preacher who's supposed to know better and do better, right? I'll be honest with you. There's times where I'm like, mm, I need to sit in that chair, but I got to... I got to go do something else. I'll get back to it later. I need, I need to sit right here. I need to spend time with God. You know what I'll do? Oh, you know, got a phone call. Got to go take care of that real quick. I've got these things going on with my kids, and I want to be there for it, and I want to I be a part of that. I got, I got, things, I got things at church I got to get done. I'll skip out on this time right here to go do Can I just turn that off? How crazy does that sound? We'll do all sorts of things, and, and we'll allow all sorts of things to pull us out of this chair. And some of us get to the point where we look at that chair, we look at that time to be able to sit and spend time with God, to spend time praying to Him, to allow Him to speak to us, whether that's reading His Word and allowing Him to speak to us, or just to be still and allow His Spirit to fill our hearts and to connect with us. And we have the opportunity on a regular basis to be right here in the presence of God. And we look at this and go, man, that's such a chore. We look at this as an obligation, as something we have to do. And when we start thinking about it, I think, well, when was the last time I sat in that chair? When was the last time I spent time in the presence of God? We start feeling guilty about it. Because we see it as an obligation, something that, well, I just got to get done. I got to mark it off the list. And we almost get to the point where we don't even look forward to it. Can I reframe this a little bit this morning? Hopefully. I want you to look at the very end of the Bible and the book of Revelations in chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Go ahead and get that verse up on the screen. Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. If you've missed everything else that I've talked about this morning, please tune in right now. I want you to understand that Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the creator of the universe, who is sitting right now at the, at the right hand of the throne of God, craves time with you. He wants to spend time with you. This isn't a chore for him. He's looking forward to it. Jesus Christ loves sitting in this chair. 
He's waiting for you to want to sit with him. And there's all sorts of things that will cause us to miss out on this opportunity. Sometimes it's our schedules. We get so busy and so focused on so many other things, and we got our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, going, oh, man, I would love to spend some time with you. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, but I got to get this other stuff done first. Sometimes it's our own guilt from our own choices. And we say, yeah, I don't want to sit in that chair because I'm going to have to be honest about some things I've been doing about some choices I've been making, about some words I've been saying. So I'm going to avoid that chair like the plague because I don't want to have to face that. And I want you to understand, Jesus is going, I don't care. Come sit with me. Talk about it. I'll forgive it. I'll lift that burden. We'll talk about it. We'll be done with it. You don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I got to deal with it on my own. I'll take care of it. Folks, this is crucial time that we need to make a priority in our lives. And one of the biggest reasons why is because he is making us a priority in his. He wants this time. This isn't an obligation or a chore. This is an opportunity to connect with the, the God that loves you passionately wants nothing more than just to spend a few minutes with you. He looks forward to it, and he wants you to as well. So as we wrap up this morning, we're going to sing a song together. It's a prayer to God. It's a calling out to God. Going, God, I have allowed so many other things to become more important to me in my life than you. And Lord, I need you. I need you. I need your presence. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need this. I need you. And I would invite you, when we stand together, when we sing that song together, if there's anything in your life, whether it's a habit, whether it's resentment and anger, whether it's, whether it's guilt, whether it's fear, whether it's your schedule and your time, whatever it is that is keeping you from sitting in this chair and allowing Jesus Christ to wash you clean and say, I want this connection with you, whatever is keeping you from connecting with him, I would just beg you to come forward and share that with us. And we will help you find freedom in him. Because he desperately wants to give it to you. If we can help make that happen, we want to. Just come forward and let us know what's on your heart while together we stand and sing.